0: Boston College is bull-bound, but where could they end up? We'll look at all of the options today, and we'll have Davis Scully to talk about the URI Rams in their upcoming matchup with BC men's basketball. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. A.J. Black here. I am the editor and publisher of BC Bolton, part of the Sports Illustrated and Fan Nation Network. Thank you all for joining us for today's show. We have a packed episode. As we said at the top, we're going to be talking about Bulls. We're going to be talking about basketball. But let's chat with Bulls first because BC won their sixth game on Saturday against Georgia Tech to make themselves bowl eligible. Now – if you go on Twitter and you look up what BC fans are saying, they're saying, oh, BC is going to end up at Fenway. They're going to end up at the Toilet Bowl. They're going to end up at the Who Cares Bowl. But what are the realistic? Let's look at the realistic options. Because getting to a bowl is a big deal. Last year, Boston College decided not to go to a bowl game because, as Jeff Halfley said, his team was just burnt out. They were burnt out from all the COVID stuff that they had to do, the constant testing, the being away from their family. They wanted to be able to do all of that. So they just canceled it and they just skipped it now if you look at the ACC there's a lot of movement that could be going on that could allow BC to land at a whole bunch of different bowls and Mitch wolf on our our website later on today will be giving his prediction and he'll dive in but I want to give you my prediction as well so right now BC sits at six and four and they're you know kind of in the middle to lower part of all the bowl projections because There's three teams that are ahead of them Clemson, NC, actually four, excuse me, Clemson, NC State, Pitt, and Wake. And then there's just a flood of teams that are just kind of where BC is. So that for me means Boston College has a lot of possibilities moving forward. They can really jump. You know, when you look at the bull tiers in the ACC, there is. Tier one, those are the elite Bulls. There's tier two, which is usually where BC lands on a good season. And tier three, that's, you're heading to Shreveport for those ones. Um, So right now, Boston College is probably a tier two or tier three based off of where they are at. You know, they're behind Syracuse and Louisville because they lost to both of those teams. Uh, And just when you're thinking of Bulls, you remember the ACC has a rule. Some people call it the BC rule where if there's a one game difference between them, the bulls can jump to get that play that team. So the top tier bulls going into this offseason are the cheez Up Bowl, the Duke Mayo Bowl, the Peach Bowl, and the Gator Bowl. Now at least three of those are pretty much locked. You got Pitt, NC State and Wake. They're definitely going to get it. Now Clemson, they have US uh, sorry, South Carolina and they have Wake Forest. Now if they lose to Wake Forest, they go eight and four. Now if Boston College wins out, they go 8 and 4. Let's be honest folks, who is who are the Bulls going to pick? Clemson at 8 and 4 or BC at 8 and 4? Take off Maroon and Gold sunglasses, they're going for Clemson. So at this point, those upper tier Bulls to me look like they're gone. There's no way they're going to get into any of those Bulls because those four teams are going to take those Bulls. Now, after that, now now, also I should also mention that the playoff not being in the playoffs are having a ACC team in the playoff kind of bites BC because now all the teams are fighting for those bowls. But where could Boston College land? Could be the next tier bowls because if BC say BC beats uh, Pitt, uh sorry, beats Florida State and loses to Wake, or they win out, they're going to go eight and four. They technically should be able to jump Syracuse and Louisville, who are both going to be bowl eligible. Get both of them. They're going to probably be higher than UVA, who probably also will become bowl eligible. So that gives them the possibility of being the fourth best. So what's the fourth best bowl? That would be the t- the Sun Bowl. It's actually called the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Um, and that is on December 31st, so it's a New Year's Eve game. It's at 1230 on CBS, and that's against a Pac-12 school. Now, I've seen a lot of bowl projections that usually have Oregon State being the team they would play if they were in this. I've also seen them playing USC. I mean, Oregon State, eh? It's not it doesn't get get excited, but I'm sure they say the same, the same thing about BC. USC, I would love to see another rematch with the with them, uh, but we'll have to wait. So it could be that, or if things go worse, you start going down the bowl line a little bit. Could it be the Pinstripe Bowl? Could it be the Wasabi Fenway Bowl? Could it be the Military Bowl? Those are all options I think that could honestly be on the table for BC in this season because no matter what their record is. They, they're known as a team that doesn't travel, and so they could be skipped. So I hope it's not Fenway. I really, really hope Fenway is, should be the, the year that BC is retooling, and they're 6-6, six six, right? You don't want to see them at Fenway when you have Phil Dracovic and Zay Flowers. So hopefully Fenway is not it. I mean, if it's got to be between that and the pinstripe, I hope it's the pinstripe. I like, I like the trip to New York better. I think it's a better option. Um, and maybe, maybe Jeff Halfley can uh, vanquish the ghost of being 0-2 in the Pinstripe Bowl. But those two. And then Military Bowl, I ugh, I don't like Maryland. I'm sorry. I don't want that to happen. So for me, my wish list for BC, number one is the Sun Bowl. I, I think that should be their top-tier um, option, followed by the, the Pinstripe Bowl, followed by the Military Bowl. I'll give it that because it's, it's against the AAC. I don't know. I, I don't know. And then the Fenway Bowl. That's that's the bottom of the barrel. There's a bunch of other bowl games also that they could move down to, like the Gasparilla Bowl, the Holiday Bowl. You can see. We'll have to wait to see where they, they end up on that. So, in a moment, Davis Goley, known as Rody Rampage on Twitter, is going to stop by and talk about the Rhode Island Rams. It's a big game between Boston College basketball and the Rhode Island Rams today, so you want to hear that so you get all caught up and ready for that game. But before we get to that... Let me tell you about PrizePix. Picks. PrizePix Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. PrizePix is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anyone in the world. and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might not have even heard of. PrizePix offers props from yardage, touchdowns, even interception thrones. If you want to go in there and do Boston College props... They have them. They had Phil Dracovic, I think, it was over under 192. I was saying this the other day. If you just bet on that, you probably would have been a happy camper at halftime based off of that. And when you go over to Prize Picks and you make a deposit up to $100, they're going to match it with 100% deposit match when you use promo code locked on. It's so simple to use price Pick. Is. All you get to do is make the over under on the projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers prize picks allows mixed sports entries. So you could pick um, you, Dwight Howard and Tom Brady. You could, and it's that simple to use it, and you can have fun. There's a million different uh, computations that you can make on prize picks. Don't hesitate. Check out prize and use promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. This is locked on Boston college. AJ black here. We're talking basketball. We've been talking about Phil Dracovic all week, but we're going to turn into the basketball team who are 3-0 and and have an exciting game on Wednesday afternoon against URI. And to preview the game, we have Davis Scully, who uh, you might know on Twitter as Roadie Rampage. Dave and I are buddies. Dave, how's it going?
1: Hey, AJ, how are you?
0: Good, good. So we're talking about this game. It's the second time BC and URI have played in the last two years. BC beat URI. And a close one last year in uh, Foxwoods uh, our Mohegan Sun. And uh, this this year, talk a little bit about the talk a little bit about the Rams. What how are they doing so far? I know they're two and O. How have they looked?
1: Uh, they've looked really good, in my opinion. Um, some of the uh, problems of last year in terms of turnovers and foul trouble are still there. Uh, Fats Russell is no longer there. He was probably the player that bc fans or college basketball fans would be uh most familiar with but um their defense this year has been tremendous they're uh according to ken Palm, they're number one in the country top team in the country in block percentage number four in the country in two-point defense uh their uh, opponents are only shooting 32.8 percent from two against them so they're winning games on defense um The opponents they've played so far, BU, who I know BC fans are familiar with, and Bryant uh, are not great opponents, but they're not terrible. They're they're teams that are projected to be around the top of of lower conferences. So BC is by far going to be the biggest test for them.
0: Um, So, yeah, we'll see how it turns out. And, uh, you know, you look at the the team, the roster, you've got some interesting players-ish he goes by ish, right? Cause I've seen you on Twitter. Ish yeah. Lig- there's, there's two issues. Ish- yeah. There's two issues. <laughs> yeah. Ish, I, I was going to talk about ish. Ligette, but um, yeah. Averaging 15 and a half points, shooting 67% from three point range. Talk a little bit about his game. Oh, he is.
1: Uh, he is so fun to watch. He's only a sophomore. Although I think the, the roster lists him as a freshman because last year was a free COVID year, but he did play last year. So he's not like a true freshman, but Uh, yeah, he, he is uh, the absolute rising star of this team. One of their best guards, uh, slid into the starting role last year when I think Fats Russell was injured, which he was a lot last year. Uh, and when Fats came back, he, he never left and he's been starting ever since, uh, he is an absolute, uh, joy to watch. Uh, great shooter, creator, playmaker, super high basketball IQ, great defender, uh, yeah, he is one of my absolute favorite
0: guys on the team. And what's what's going to be an interesting sub story about this game is it's the battle of two New England teams with brothers in the starting lineup. Uh, so you got Mackay, uh, Mack. How do you say his Mackie Mitchell? Uh, Mackay, Mackay Mitchell. Yeah, Mackay and Mitchell, yep. Mackay and against Demar Langford and Mackay Ashton Langford. Um, talk about the Mitchell brothers, you know, big, big guys, you know, big, you know, mackay has got 11 and a half rebounds per game. What do they bring to the team?
1: Oh, they're, uh, the primary reason that URI is, is the top shot blocking team in the country. They, um, you know, I was a little, uh, concerned maybe i guess is the word that they were both in the starting lineup in the first game i'm like well you can't start two centers like what what is he doing but it, it could not have been working out any better um they're just absolute forces in the paint they're absolute forces defensively they they both have good low post moves um and you know in the uri's first two games against bu and bryant these are undersized teams these guys were able to feast on those teams it was just not even a contest they won those games uh just by pounding it inside their guards really didn't have to do much uh bc i think is going to be a little bit of a different story Uh, you know they're an acc team they have size they have strength they have depth so you know i i think uri may need to find scoring from their guard play uh against bc more so than they have in their first two games
0: yeah i mean For me, when I look at BC, what they do well is and what Earl Grant has done to change BC is last year with Jim Christian, he had. He had guys chucking up threes that were not three point shooters, and Grant's not doing that with BC. He's got them, you know, slashing to the hole, taking better percentage shots. Which with a guy like Mackay Ashton Langford, Dave, which I know you know from Providence, um, yeah. you know he's not a good three point shooter. He's a guy that you want to get to the hole. Now I think it's going to be an interesting matchup when you have two interior guys like URI has against guard play like BC has. You know, it's going to be a fun. It's going to be a fun chess game because you know, BC is going to have to get to the hole and you're going to get URI who's averaging five and a half um, blocks per game. That could be a a, a real matchup right there.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, URI is not really a three point shooting team either. I mean, they attempted only six threes against BU. They only took six threes. They made two of them. And against Bryant, they took, I think 13, 13, and they made five. So good percentages, but they're just not shooting threes. Um, They're, they're living inside. They're living in the paint. So um, you know, the guard defense has been uh, primary for URI, uh, team defense really, but their guard defense has been very strong. Um, but they, they're they going to need guard offense at some point. I mean, not every team is, is Bryant and BU. There are teams like BC that has some big dudes. So, um, you know, URI is going to need more
0: offense out of their guards. And I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm just saying they haven't had to do it yet. All right, in a moment, we're going to talk to Dave about his thoughts of the, the his final prediction. I got some questions about URI football I want to get to with them too as well. So this is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours, but on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you want to run your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets. An outdated finance software? See the full picture? You need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Again, head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for a special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash NCAA. Now, if you've listened to Lockdown Boston College, you have heard me talk about Bilt Bar. They, if you have not tried them, you are missing out. They are a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're 100% covered in chocolate, and they are delicious. Now, if you've tried many different types of protein bars, they taste chalky. They taste waxy. They're not fun to eat. Sometimes you need a glass of water just to get them down. That is not the case with Bilt Bar. They are delicious. My favorite, Coconut Almond. It literally tastes like an Almond Joy. But it's loaded with protein. It's low in fat, low in sugar, and it is delicious. They have a million different flavors you can try, including uh, special ones. And they're they're OG flavors like coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. Just talking about these are making me hungry. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll receive 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This is AJ black. Thank you all for listening to locked on Boston college. If you have made this your first listen, I want to thank you. If you have made this part of your routine, this is, this is a way to get all your Boston college news every single day. And if you like my podcast, I know me and Dave are both huge fans of locked on Celtics. If you're a Boston fan, head on over to listen to locked on Celtics. After you listen to our podcast, I am sure you're going to like it. John Corrales is one of the best in the podcast game. Dave, so we're talking basketball here and we're talking about the season ahead for URI. Um, you know, I love talking New England basketball. It's a fun, it, we actually, you know, I think Boston College has it, you know, done a disservice to themselves in the last couple of years from moving away from playing some of the local teams, because there's a lot of fun teams in New England, you, whether it's Providence, UMass, UConn, Northeastern, BU, there's a ton of good teams to play. And I'm excited to see BC play more of those teams this year. And I'd like to hear about UI because they're, you know, honestly one of the top teams in New England over the last couple of years. What are expectations about this team in the A-10 heading into the season? Well, um, (laughs) (laughs) I asked you the loaded question.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, let let me phrase it like this. There they had a they have a very high ceiling and a very uh, low floor coming into this season. I mean, if you had told me they were going to finish second, I wouldn't have been surprised or third. If you had told me they were going to finish 10th or 11th, I wouldn't have been surprised either. Uh, The early returns so far are good. Watching other A-10 teams so far has kind of been a disaster. Uh, Dayton took a bad loss to UMass Lowell, uh, VCU took a bad loss to, I think Wagner where they only scored 44 points in that game. So all of a sudden I'm looking at this a 10 landscape and I'm saying, you know, who's, Again, super small sample size. We're only on November 16th right now. But, um, you know, who's, who's really better than URI? St. Bonaventure, for sure. And, and after that, I mean, St. Louis is dealing with injuries. Um, Richmond, they're blowing Georgia State out right now. But they, they've shown some cracks. So I think URI has a chance to finish in the top four and make a run in the A-10 tournament. I don't think they have the schedule this year in uh, just looking at their opponents, uh, especially with the down A-10 to, to build an NCAA tournament resume, unless they really go like, you know, 25 and five or something. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen. So they have a shot to win the
0: A-10 tournament. They have a shot to play in the postseason. I, I think that's where we're at right now. And speaking of A-10, I, I'm, I'm asking because I'm interested. I hope my fans are interested, too. Talking about the the conference, the big news on Tuesday was the addition of Loyola Chicago, which stunned me. I mean, I did not see that coming. What were your thoughts? And then I see, i seeing buzz that there's even more moves coming down the pike. What are your thoughts of like the, the new addition to the A-10 and, and possible future moves coming up?
1: Yeah, I'm glad you asked about that because I'm like, I've been glued to Twitter uh, <laughs> ever since that dropped. Um I do I agree with you in that I feel like there's another shoe uh, yeah. whether it's a team leaving the A10 15 uh I'm I'm stealing this from somebody but someone in a, a Twitter message said to me 15 is an odd number both literally and figuratively so th- th- then that's how many teams are in the A10 now with the addition of Loyola Chicago so they could add a 16th team and split it into two divisions of eight teams each and just base that geographically. They could drop a team. I don't know how or why that would happen unless they have word that, you know, maybe UMass is going to a football conference or maybe, you know, St. Louis or or Dayton or VCU is moving up because they have the facilities and the, the means to do so. So, but uh, to answer the, your question, I'm super excited about Loyola Chicago. I think it is an awesome addition and nobody saw this coming. They yep. could not have kept this closer to the vest. There was no rumbling like the A-10 conference dropped it on Twitter. And then all of a sudden, you know, the the Jeff Goodmans and the Norlanders and the Rothsteins of the world were just, uh, just buzzing like crazy. So it, it was really awesome and a huge surprise. But I do think and I have no inside knowledge of this at all, but I do think there's a, there's got to be another shoe to drop here somewhere.
0: And I can tell you, I, I I doubt UMass is getting invited to a football conference. But um, so you know, talking football. Speaking of UMass, talk about beating UMass, and, and, and what was that like? As a, I mean, every Monday on our show, we 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 rip on UMass, and I actually had to this week go on on record to defend them as the globe just did a hack job on them. And I I didn't think that was fair because they usually do it to BC, but they did it to UMass this time, but it's fair to be fair. URI was part of the reason Walt Bell got fired from, from uh, UMass. How did that feel defeating, (laughs) defeating the Minutemen and 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 beating an FBS team?
1: Well, I mean, if you've paid attention to URI football over the past five, six, 10 years, uh, you know any win uh up until you know last year and this year has been like whoa they won a game but beating an FBS team I mean I'm air quoting here FBS team when I talk about UMass um I I don't put them on par with most FBS teams uh that put them on par with UConn but um but yeah it, it was awesome and then uh the, the icing on the cake was just seeing the news drop literally the next day or maybe it was the Monday. I'm not sure um, that the coach was fired. Yep. And then they went out and lost to Maine, who is also an FCS team in the CA with URI. So yeah, UMass has a, a very uh, steep uphill climb to uh, get me to remove the air quotes around FBS team. Let's
0: put it yeah. that way. And and if you haven't been following you, if you know, um, Maryland football, and I I think I covered his recruitment Kasim Hill is their quarterback who used to play for Maryland. Now he's at URI. It's a good get for the, I mean, he started at Maryland at times. Uh, so it's a good get for an FCS school to get a a quarterback like that.
1: Yeah. He, um, Oh, sorry. I just wanted to jump in and say, I think he's one of the finalists for like national FCS offensive player of the year. I believe I read that somewhere. So yeah, he's having a
0: tremendous season. All right, so Dave, what are you predicting for tomorrow, uh, today's game?
1: Um, so, I'm obviously, I'm taking URI. I think it's going to be close. Um, I think it's going to be a battle. I think URI is going to have to get scoring from their guards, whether it be uh, Ish Leggett, who we already talked about, or Ishmael Elamine, who we didn't talk about, but is the son of uh, Khalid Elamine, who played for UConn, bringing it back to New England College Basketball. He was part of uh, their national championship teams in the late nineties or Jeremy Shepard, but they're going to need something from their guards. They're going to need to turn over the ball less than 18, 19 times, which I believe are the two turnover numbers that they had in their first two games. Uh, And they're going to need to stay out of foul trouble. If they can do even just two of those three things, I think they can beat BC. Uh, And, and I I'm hearing very good things about the attendance numbers. I think the place is going to be juiced. I think people are excited about this team this year. So uh, I think the home court advantage is going to put your over the
0: top. All right. Thanks, Dave. Uh, Dave, where can people find you on social media?
1: So at roadie rampage.com.com uh, at, at roadie Rampage on Twitter at roadie on Instagram. Um, I will be doing uh, writing a recap from a URI perspective after the BC game. I'll also be putting up a preview of the Sunshine Slam, which BC and URI are in and could end up facing each other if that breaks correctly. So, uh, yeah, maybe you'll have to have me on again in a week to talk about <laughs> the second BC
0: URI game. We'll see. We will, yeah, we'll have to, well, we can <laughs> recap this game and preview the next one. Well, Dave, yeah. thank you for joining us um this is aj black thank you all for listening uh on tomorrow's show we're going to start previewing the florida state game uh and seeing if phil Dracovic can do more magic and bc can win their seventh game thank you all for listening you can follow me on twitter at aj black underscore bc you can find us on youtube make sure to hit that subscribe button we'll have all of our updates and uh shows up there on the channel thank you all and we'll see you all again soon take care everyone